for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! To the Blitz Podcast, as always, I am your host, uh, Mr. Kane Schwartz, and I'm joined by... Dude, I haven't seen in a fucking minute on this podcast or in real life because I'm in a completely different state. Mr. Jaden Kozak, welcome back, dude. What's going on? I'm glad to be back. Uh, glad to talk some football again. We're officially seven days away as of today. So very, very exciting times. Oh, yeah, it is, man. Yeah, Tyler, you hype? About that time. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm sitting here watching college football, backyard brawl going on. Uh, obviously, a, it's a really good game right now. It's coming down. Where are the they playing again? It just, it's, it's. I'm gonna let Jaden pronounce Pittsburgh Stadium, Heinz Field. That's where they're playing. Heinz Field. You gotta really hit the Z. I don't know Heinz, if Steelers. Heinz I don't know if the Steelers marketing department would be I, I, I very happy with you. So. But uh, but. Well, the Steelers marketing department doesn't deserve anything after what they did to my boy. You want to you want to elaborate on that? So. Well, the new unnamed stadium um, is not as good as Heinz Field or when when I was a when I was a little lad, Three Rivers Stadium. <laughs> it just. <laughs> When my, but, um, when my father was taking me to watch Terry Bradshaw day. fucking sling the fucking pigskin around. Yeah. <laughs> fucking when my pappy tried out for the Steagles and it was Three <laughs> River Stadium. Um, but yeah, I don't like it. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. And I don't really care to learn. So it's Heinz Field until they change it to something else. We'll just have a good time mispronouncing it on purpose. Or at least I will. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I know you will. Acrisure, Acrisurie, Acrisure, whatever, whatever <laughs> floats your boat, man. I mean, fucking weird-ass name. Doesn't make any sense. Nobody's going to like it. Uh, so, yeah. But, anyway. <laughs> uh, we play in a piece of shit. Can't comment on that. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, at least, it, uh, at least it's functional. The one thing I'll say is football is officially back. Like last weekend we had college football. This weekend's a whole flood of college football. And then, like Jaden said, seven days away from the first NFL game. And not only that, it's like we're starting off with a fucking banger of a game. Like Bills at the Rams. Like this is going to be a great game to kick off the year. And then obviously we'll get the full slate on Sunday. So before we know it, we'll be – knee deep in, in not only college football but nfl as well and i can't wait i'm so excited to be like the middle of october middle of november and be like all right well who's out who's in the playoff push who's looking at the draft next year all that good stuff so got a long way till we get there and uh gonna enjoy the also, ride four weeks without bias that's gonna be that's always something people forget oh. like it's like worried about him with the bias but it's hit you with it early and often uh fucking hype we're all hype. This is what we do. We talk about football, and football is fucking cute. But besides uh, Acrisure, 
being the new stadium name at uh, Heinz Field. We've had some uh, other news come out recently. Uh, Akersure less recently. Bit on it. We also haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. So, that. But um, yeah, let's go over some of the news coming out uh, right before we head into the season, shall we, gentlemen? Do it. All right. So, Elizabeth. first off, and not huge but definitely fantasy-worthy news. Um, LaVisca Chenault, former uh, UCF guy, right? No, oh, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. CU yeah, Buffs. That, uh, that black and Steven, Steven, Steven Montez, former Washington quarterback. Is, he was former, right? He's not there anymore, is he? He was on the practice. Yeah, that was, his, that was LaVisca's quarterback in college. Yeah, LaVisca Chenault, he's headed out of town from Jacksonville. Never really seemed to work out there. There was a lot of high hopes for him, especially with Trevor Lawrence coming in. But didn't seem to really get on the same page. He moves on to Carolina, where he finds himself a new quarterback, Mr. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I... You know what I will say? I One of my favorite sayings. You know what LaVisca did show? Flashes. <laughs> <laughs> he did show flashes. He had his games. He he did have his games what? in Jacksonville. And, you know, the Carolina's kind of thin it wide receiver as it is. I mean, he could hop into like a wide receiver two or three role pretty early on with them. Yeah, for sure. Well, we were having some long debate. Flashes like something like that. Yeah, he's definitely shown some of the favorite keyword flashes. But, uh, Jaden, what do you think, man? I'm back. Cool. I just asked you a what? question about uh, Lavisca Chanel, man. What are you thinking? Oh, I've been I've been gone out of the call for the last two minutes. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> go ahead, man. Got spill us on uh, uh, Lavisca Chanel. Oh, oh my god, this is wild. Sorry, go. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a solid move. I think I think it's weird for Carolina of all teams to go after another receiver like they probably need it but I mean you saw them having trouble getting Robbie Anderson and Terrence Marshall who was I believe a second round pick last year you saw them having trouble getting them targets to support them now you had another guy in the fold there um this doesn't help my DJ Moore agenda but I I think it's just a solid piece obviously it didn't it, it didn't cost them very much to bring in um he got big like I I think I I do think that this was Urban Meyer like making and be like, oh yeah, you want to run this running back role? You're gonna to need to put some weight on. So he kind of got chunky. Like he he got pretty big from where he was in Colorado. Um, so I think he'll probably slim back down, play more wide receiver. I doubt they'll have him doing that like Debo type of situation that they tried for a little bit there in Jacksonville. Um, but he's a nice piece. He's he's solid. Probably not going Baker to make that, that big of an impact in the grand. Two wide receiver. I mean, I don't think he. Did he, I think Baker can support too. Like, I mean, Jarvis, like, was Definitely that supporting a second wide receiver? When he was, when right. Baker was healthy, I think he was. The one yeah. thing I'll let me ask you guys this question: Who are you buying more of making an impact with Carolina? Terrace Marshall Jr., Lavisca, or Robbie Anderson? Yeah, because that those are your options right now. One of them's got to step up. Probably Robbie Anderson. Like 
obviously Terrence Marshall and LaVisca Chanel haven't really been in the league very long, but we've seen it from Robbie Anderson. Like we saw it when he was in New York. Um, and then we saw it and for, for little, very small spurts in Carolina. Like we see that he can be a guy for a team where we just haven't seen that from those other two guys yet. Robbie Anderson will either go like two catches, 60 yards and a touchdown, or he'll go like four catches for 18 yards and no touchdowns. Like that's what he does. A lot of guys in the league like that. So, like, I I hate that argument. Like, I, not hate it, but like, dude, that dynamic players are like so often hard to make. Them. They are. Yeah. And a lot of time they're young too. Like those dynamic players are pretty young. All right, let's move on from the uh, LaVisca Chenault news while uh, Jaden tries to figure out his side of things. But um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, man, headed from the Saints, uh, the corner that's done pretty fucking solid things over there in New Orleans. He's now headed over to Philly. Howie Roseman has leased the league again, it seems like. Tyler, what are your thoughts, man? I mean... I think he, you know, he he did play a, a vital role in that Saints defense. Uh, I like we were talking about uh, before the before we started recording. I think I'm always going to remember him with, with the Javon Wims incident, where Javon Wims came up, snatched his chain off, and punched him in the face with his helmet on. I, I remember that pretty vividly. I think that broke the internet and took everybody by storm when when that uh when that happened. But yeah, I, I think it's definitely going to add to their secondary for sure. I think he's going to. He might be eased in week one, but by week two, I think he's going to be starting right there um, with, with the Eagles. And it's only going to help you know him, Slay, and the rest of that secondary. So this Eagles team is really, it's really shaping up into a pretty good squad, uh, especially on the, the, the side that is the NFC where it's kind of open right now. I mean, Stafford's having his issues. Brady's got his issues with the line. Who the hell is Rodgers going to throw to? Cowboys didn't sign anybody in the offseason, really. Uh, so it's... It's 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 wide open right now, in my opinion. The NFC is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. I was just gonna say on the Chauncey Gardner Johnson, my my thought when I think of him is him and Tom Brady cussing at each other yeah. in that in the uh, Bucks Saints game, or basically every Bucks and Saints game so far. Um, but I I absolutely love what Philly's done. I think top to bottom, they had the best offseason of anybody in the NFL because they did it in literally in every phase, in every way that they could do it. Got the big money free. Agent and Hassan Red and drafted a first round player, an impact player in Jordan Davis, and they traded a first, got AJ Brown. Then you go get a James Bradbury after the draft, and then you go even into like cut day type of situation, and you go get CJ Gardner. I mean, it's awesome what they've done. And then you look at the just within the division, Dallas does absolutely nothing this offseason in fact they're moving backwards you you're losing tyron smith likely for the entire year due to injury and you're also you all lost amari cooper and dak prescott's play significantly falls off obviously when he didn't have a more throughout his career so far in dallas so it's gonna be very interesting to see how they fare this year without those two guys at least you're gonna have tyron smith probably gone until december if not later than that I know, and that's something that we also haven't talked about. Tyron Smith's fucking injury, bro. His whole calf coming off of his bone. I wish Mitchell was here to kind of break that down, you know, but that seems... I think it was his hamstring, yeah. that, and that's even worse. Mm -hmm. like, Either way, I mean, it's not only this year, but I mean, 
Tyron's getting up there in age. Like that could affect it the rest of his career. Yeah, and the whole plan when drafting Tyler Smith was you put Tyler Smith next to Tyron Smith, you put Tyler at left guard, let him learn there, and eventually he transitions over to tackle because he was super raw coming out. Like he was one of those late draft day type of risers where it felt like you ask a month before the draft and Tyler Smith's like barely getting any day two buzz. He just kept rising and rising and rising and he eventually made it into the first round. But he was he's not exactly a day one ready tackle prospect, and that's why he's playing guard. But now he's probably going to be forced to play tackle anyway for what you hope to be a playoff team. It'd be scary if you're the Dallas Cowboys and if you're Dak Prescott, who just got 160 mil. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's something that the Cowboys pride themselves on, dude, and have been for the past, like, five, six years, you know? Their offensive line, like, when DeMarco Murray was doing his thing, it was like... Oh, I know that that goes back a little bit, but like I mean, it it goes on with Zeke and like, Emmett Smith, <laughs> but like it goes on with like guys like Zeke, you know, like my the the thing that people have always said, like oh my grandmother could run behind that offensive line, like it's always been that way with Dallas, but I mean, is that era over now? I mean, you mentioned it's. High. I mean, you you do I still have Zach Martin, which I know you you have five offensive linemen, but I mean, you also we didn't even mention. Lyle Collins is gone too, mm. like that, and that's one of the say, obvious losses of the offseason. Like that, I mean, it's kind of rough. Um, and and that, like you said about Zeke, I think that that constant in the running game that they've had, just having Zeke Elliott plus that offensive line for the last four to five years, that's probably gone now. So I like. Maybe maybe this will be saved for the hot take segment, but man, I don't I do not like Dallas this year. Yeah, it's saved for the fucking hot take segment. I like to know that uh, you're brewing some up. You know, love to hear it. Fuck yeah. yeah. But um, all right, let's move on from the uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and we talked Tyron Smith, Lavisca. We had some uh, pretty decently major cuts happen uh, recently. We got Sony Michelle headed out of town. Uh, Trey Sermon, just a rookie last year. He's now with Philly. Just just muddles that. I talked to you guys earlier. Just muddles that backfield even that much more. Oh. You'll throw him in the mix with Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, and Miles Sanders. I mean, any one of those running backs every week could rush for 60, 70 yards. And then the next week they do nothing. So Yeah, and like 60, 70 yards, like is that even like not even yeah. – Yeah, I'm just saying like that's their boom capability in my opinion. Yeah. Like, that's – not good. I don't. Let me ask you guys this: Do you, Do you guys think there will be an Eagles rusher that has a hundred yard rushing game outside of Jalen Hurts, a hundred yard rushing game this season? Oh yeah, I mean it's hard for them to not have one hundred yard rushing. Yeah, like a hundred, like, like thirty carries. I, I, like I know it's crazy, but like there, there. I mean, there's a solid chance that one player. I mean, hell, Miles Sanders had one last year at the beginning of the year. I'm fairly certain, and he, granted, he spent the rest of. The, I mean, didn't. They have one game like in the middle of the season where Jordan Howard and somebody else had like each had like 80 yards and a touchdown because like that was in the running game, bro. Yeah, that was the week that Miles Sanders went down and all the fans people like, oh, my God, it's finally Kenny Gainwell's time. Like if you had Kenny Gainwell, now it's time to cash in. And like he had like 20 percent snap share that week. And it was all like two like free agents. I'm saying, why is everybody getting I mean, so hyped guys, over guys just, like Kenny Gainwell? Like, I don't want any part of the Philly backfield. Let me ask you guys this question: Who was the last 100-yard rusher for the Lions? Reggie Bush. Carry on, Johnson. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. 
2013, Damn. almost 10 years Fuck. ago. That is wild. I don't know how I knew that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying the Eagles are going to do that, but like, how did Carry On Johnson not have a hundred yard game? I feel like he was like at least okay yeah. for them for a little bit. I mean, he was a second round pick, and he was going high, like the fifth life, round lifespan of a running back, right? Yeah, completely, completely, almost completely different topic. But dude, this running back class is going to be absolutely insane. Like, there's a lot with all the guys that are coming out. You got like Bijan, Tank, Bigsby. Like, this is going to be as good as like the McCaffrey, Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Wait, Braylon Allen can't even come out this year. He's the guy with uh, Wisconsin, the running back who was a freshman this past year. Yeah. Got a couple of records. Yeah. 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 He, I think it's still not the best running back in college football. I think Henderson at Ohio State is, and he's a true sophomore. So he's no, dude. It's, it's, it's it's Bijan, 100%, dude. Bijan's. It's it's really hard to say that he's not the best running back in the country. Just wait till you watch Travion Henderson this year. I'm telling you. Ooh. All right. Any other cuts we want to go over? Um, I don't think there were somebody any. Else. There oh, was somebody else. Leatherwood. Oh, Can we Leatherwood. laugh about Leatherwood? Can we laugh oh, about Leatherwood? God. We have to laugh about Leatherwood. In case anybody doesn't I know, mean, that's Alec like Leatherwood. That a running joke between me and Mitchell. Alec Leatherwood, for, former first round pick for the. Uh, Raiders, uh, drafted by our favorite GM, Mike Mayock. Um, but yeah, not let's take a let's say a little hahas for uh, Alec Le- Alex Le- Is it Alec or Alex, dude? I don't even know his fucking first name, Alex. bro. Oh. But I think Chicago picking him up, like Chicago's offensive line, is probably one of the worst in the league outside of maybe like you know Pittsburgh. Um. I, I like picking him up. I would have liked to pick him up if we, you know, put the claim in just because it's not like he was like a fifth yeah, round no, prospect. He was a consensus second round mm-hmm. player. Like for him to get cut after one season, like I understand there's probably a lot of bad blood. You get the new regime coming in there. They don't want anything to do with that. I mean, they've literally cut ties with every draft pick from the Mayock era, except for Max Crosby or every first round pick, excuse me. Um, But he was, I mean, he was a second round player. Like, to get that kind of player coming out just off of waivers like that, I, th- I think that's a great move by Chicago. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, Oh, Sean Tucker. That's the other dude from Syracuse, the running back. He's also really good. He's very good. He He's very underrated, he's too. Because he's not going to be in that top three, probably, but he could end up being better than all Hughes. of those guys. Hughes putting out some football I, Okay, all right. This is... This is a conversation that I think needs to be asked. We haven't really had a top running back class like over the last, like I love Najee Harris to death. I wouldn't have picked him in the top 10. Like this running back class was obviously not good. We didn't have anybody go in the first round. Um, we haven't had a really good running back class in a while. Is there a chance that whoever the top guy is, whether that be Bijan, whether that be Sean Tucker, whoever, is there a chance that they go in the top 10? It, with, with all the stuff that's going on with analytics right now, is there any chance, even if they're nope. fantastic? No. I mean, use, the Sa- use Saquon Barkley as your example. I mean, he obviously was extremely talented, but the, like they're so fragile, man. It's just. And here's a here's a crazy thing that I'm like. Even first thing about earlier. backs are just so rare anymore. That's what I'm saying. With, with NIL deals now, you know how much money a running, a running back can make like almost as much as a quarterback does when they're like B. John Robinson type level player off of NIL deals because 
when in college football, a running back is like that can run your entire offense. Like that can make you a ranked team if you have one of those crazy good running backs. They're going to be able to make more money off of NIL deals than if they were to go get drafted in like the second round, which is going to want to make these running backs stay for four or five years, further damaging their bodies. So then by the time they get to the NFL, they're even more beat up and more injury prone. And the running back, dude, the running back position is going to be in a weird state in a couple of years. And I, the NIL deals is just going to be a big snowball effect. I think. Look at look at basketball. Look at Oscar Shibai. Kane, I mean, he's getting how much money did he remain like in college? Mil, jackass. Two mil, something like that. He's a millionaire, dude. He walked in. Yeah. Uh, anybody that doesn't know, Oscar, well, Grant. everybody doesn't know. But um, Oscar Sheepway's in my fucking sports comm class, which is uh, insane. Severe Wheeler's also in there. Oh, he's a genuine human, though. They asked him uh, fun fact. I think I'd like walk into class every day and like puke. <laughs> he said Oscar sits right behind me. Just reads the Bible the whole like what a you thought you thought he was on his phone not paying attention to the class i I made it because he's an athlete i made a joke in the second class that uh oscar won't get off his phone and then after class some girl came up to me like he was actually on uh reading the bible uh writing down quotes on a separate sheet of paper i was like i'm the worst human of all time (laughs) you're yeah you're a piece of shit dude so anyway, but yeah, NIL does change. I didn't think about that with the running backs. They're going to want to stay longer, and usually they've been willing to get out earlier. But to answer your question in general, no, I mean just because what Tyler said, the trend. Like, I mean, I don't think, I don't think any team's going to want to challenge the trend that's been going on for the past like five, four years. You know, like I mean, running backs don't yeah. get drafted in the first round anymore. I think, and, I think part of that trend though has been due to the the class, because like. I know that five, it feels like the NFL has changed a lot over the last five or six years. Yeah. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey went in the top five or top ten. Then the next year, Saquon went at two. Granted, kind of learned their lesson on Saquon because now. But those have both year, been like, swing and miss. Like, swing and So, like, why would you. Dude, McCaffrey, to... McCaffrey is not a swing and miss. McCaffrey was literally their offense for like two to three years. Like, kept them competitive for a few seasons. And I. If he's healthy, I still think he can do that. And I know that that's, like, the whole point. But yep, it's not like he's, like, got three torn ACLs. Like, it was, like, a sprained ankle. That's and even a, worse. It's, like, the tiny a, shit. A jammed finger, it's the tiny like, shit, bro. It's, like, Jesus, man. Like, uh, can't stay on the field. And if you can't, I mean, that's the only thing with running backs that's, like, majorly important is health and staying on the field. And if you can't do that as a running back, which is, like, what you're looking for in a running back, then, I mean, you don't really have much value, do you? In my opinion. Because you're just I mean, you've younger, just cheaper seen, players. You, you've also team. just you've, – you've seen guys come out in, like, the third, fourth, fifth round from the running back position that, and other positions as well. But, like, I don't think it's worth spending such a high draft pick on a position that – there's a not a lot of longevity to and in my opinion b there's too much of a crapshoot like one week of one running back might be great the next week the other running back might be great those guys like derrick henry don't come around but then the on the flip side of that you got a guy like in an organization like the 49ers with kyle shanahan who could literally pick up anyone 
and give them get them to a thousand yards rushing. Like they did it with Elijah Mitchell, they did it with Raheem Mostert. They've done it with all these guys for so long, and he's still taking like third round picks and being like, okay, let's grab this guy. They're he did, cheaper. He's done two years. They're in a row. cheaper. He just had to cut one. They're of them. cheaper, dude. Younger, cheaper players. Like that's what it's it come to at the running back position. Like if you, can... I know, but he could literally just pick up like they like got, with Antonio uh, Gibson guy for from us. Georgia Tech. Like Antonio, like yeah. I know it's a different situation now. Uh, obviously, because Gibby should be stepping up in the starting role starting the season because of Brian Robinson's gunshot wounds. Um, but, like, Gibby was drafted in the third round two years ago. He was expected to be our guy, like our running back. And then we drafted Brian Robinson in the third round this year to basically replace him. Like, that's that's what it's come to, man. Third round running backs, you younger, cheaper <laughs> options. I do remember the dialogue around this time last year being, could Antonio Gibson get a Christian McCaffrey-type workload? He's a piece oh, of shit. Oh, that was dude. funny. Gibson's. And it sucks because, like, <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, his job is over in Washington. Like, Brian Robinson, he's the best. Like, I fucking love him. Like, And then, armed robbery. Yes. Hate it when that happens, don't you? God. Fucking yeah. DC. Just, I mean, it's just like... Yeah, it's just like a sprained ankle. Yeah, fucking decent. But all right, um, hey, yeah, back to the back to the yeah, script. back to the script. To the um, because we're almost through thirty minutes and we haven't gotten to our hot takes. But uh, Harold Landry injury, obviously big time. Um, he's out for the year now, I believe. Uh, but that severely affects the Titans' chances to once again win this division and have a shot at winning the AFC again. But yeah. Watch, watch Robert Quinn to Tennessee. I think that makes a ton of sense. Chicago is, I guarantee you, Chicago is just sitting there staring at the phone, waiting for a team to call him Robert Quinn because he's the only veteran player that they haven't sold off yet. Um, and now the Titans are kind of stuck in this spot where they need to try and win now, and they don't have anybody on that roster capable of taking Harold Landers. He's played almost 3,000 snaps over the last three years. That's insane for an edge player that, like, usually those guys get rotated off to a certain degree. Robert Quinn's more of a hand-in-the-dirt kind of guy. Harold Landry's usually a stand-up edge, but, I mean, they'll probably be able to get Robert Quinn on pennies on the dollar, and he had, like, 18 and a half sacks last year. Yeah. So, I, I do, I do, yeah, I do think that, I think that makes a lot of sense um, for both sides. Tyler? I mean, it because of that injury, well, not even because of that injury, just how a lot of other things in my mind are shaping up. That leads me to a hot take oh, if you want me to hop no, in. No, not yet. One right now. Not the yet. Jaguars are going to win the division. Oh, my gosh. Almost, <laughs> I, I don't I'm need your permission. <laughs> I'm doing it. We're, I'm we're doing jumping it. in. We're jumping in. I'm doing it. There's always – it seems like there's one team every year that goes from first to worst. And I think the Titans are going don't, to be that team oh, this year. I think they are going to finish last in the god-awful, dreaded AFC South. I think they are going to have an, a, a very, very bad season. And I think by like week 13, maybe 14, you're going to see Malik Willis. Even maybe before that, I think you're going to see him. I do not think this team – I mean, their Traylon Burks already got injured. I know he came back in the game, and if it was a must game, he would have had to absolutely play. So you got Bobby Trees, Robert Woods coming off a torn ACL. Who knows how he's going to be. I mean, I know ACLs, the recovery is a lot better now than what it was five, ten years ago. But still, now you've got this injury to Harold Landry on a defense that I, I thought was overrated last year. I mean, I thought they were solid, but I didn't think they were, like, top 
eight, which is what some people had him ranked. Um, and now you lose this. Do I think Frable's a good coach? Sure. One coach of the year last year, so yeah, because 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 of what they did without Derrick Henry, and they also feasted off a, a, a in my opinion, a favorable schedule. But I do not think this team is very good at all. You have to remember they're gonna play the AFC uh West as well. Like that's in my opinion, four losses for them right off the bat. Uh, I, I, I don't trust this team at all. I think this team will be picking in the top 10 next year. I don't think it's far-fetched yeah, to say they're picking in the top 10, but they would literally have to get in a plane crash for them to finish lower than the Texans. Like, if they were in any other division, I'd see your argument. But the, there's no way that they finish worth them both the, te- both the Texans and the Jags. I'll, I'll like, tell you this. Maybe one of them, but not both. I, I love the heart that the Texans showed me last year, and I think that they do have something. Than to, to build off of, I think they could squeak out like a five and thirteen record. If the Texans 12, can squeak out a five and 12, twelve record, then the Titans can fourteen do a lot. Better. Dude, the Texans—they're just so devoid of talent. Like Davis Mills, and I remember saying last year, I said the Davis Mills pick was lighting a draft pick on fire. And while he looked okay, like he had a like fifty-five PFF grade, like. He's just giving them a reason to maybe ignore quarterback. Like, if they pick number one overall, they've got Davis Mills now. I love Will Anderson, but if I'm the Texans, you've got to take one of the two quarterbacks. And for sure. Davis Mills, I, I Davis Mills that. gives them a reason to ignore that for another season. And it's the same thing with, like, Daniel Jones. He just He's just good enough to give you a reason to ignore it again and again and again, and you're never going to get anywhere, and you're going to be stuck where the Giants are or, you know, any number of teams that have stuck with this quarterback situation. I'll, I'll, the, the comparison that I have with the Texans is one that's currently going on in baseball right now, and I'm going to hype Kane up for a minute with the Orioles because the Orioles, everybody thought the Orioles were the worst team. Yeah, that definitely hyped me up. I would love to be related to the Texans. Anyway, continue. And, and another, and another team that I think was in that championship was franchise. The, the comparison for the Titans in baseball is a team that was in the championship window and then going to this year still thought they had a chance and completely fizzled out. And that's two teams, the Angels and probably the Red Sox. <laughs> Those two teams have completely disappointed, even though they've got all the talent in the world. So talent doesn't do everything. And I just there's there's certain things that are trending in the wrong direction. And once again, it mm. is a hot take. But I do. I I will. I will stick by that take and say that the Titans are going to finish last in the AFC South. I'll comment on that by saying that I fuck with the hot take because Derrick Henry is what makes this offense go, and I don't think Derrick Henry plays a whole year this year, man. I think he's injury riddled this year. I think he'll be off and on, maybe a long term injury, but I think this is the end of road for Derrick Henry, dude. We've seen. Yeah, I mean, that's not a hot take of mine, but I guess it can be. I think we've seen the last of uh, Prime Derrick Henry. For sure. The thing is, a broken foot's not like something that you are unable to come back from. Like, a broken foot is like... But it was the whole bottom I mean, of his... It's like, an injury, for sure. the top of his but, foot. It was like all the metatarsals at the top of his foot. I know, and but it's it's still a broken... Like, wasn't a from broken everything that I've out. heard, he's going to be fine. Granted, age and run, being a running back, that just happens. Like, you know, you, you'll you probably wear down at some it's point. It's happening. We said this last year. You said, it happened. You said this last year. We were like, okay, this is it. And then Derrick Henry and then he got injured, right. bro. And then he was like, out for the rest of the year. And he sucked hit. when he came back from injury. Let me break down, let me break down the Titans schedule for you real quick. 
Oh yeah, it's at gone. the Bills, Raiders, mm. two else. at the Colts, one start at the Bills? at the at. Oh no no Giants, my bad Giants Giants first game. I was Giants at home against Titans probably win that game. Uh, at the Bills, Raiders at the Colts, Commanders, and then Colts at home. At the Texans, at the Chiefs, Broncos, at the Packers, Bengals, at the Eagles. Jesus Christ. Jags. I'm like counting all my fingers. And like I stopped like after a while. Like holy shit. Cowboys at the Jags. So outside of their division, the only two, in my opinion, games that they should win that they still might slip up on are the Commanders and the Giants. Outside of that, all those other teams, they they probably are going to be underdogs and probably are going to lose to. That's less than 10 wins for sure for the Titans. I mean, going through the schedule. I mean, I didn't say it was that they're going to win 10 games. I just can't see a world because go read the Texans schedule. They will be dogs in every single game that they play. Yeah, but what happens if they squeak out one against the, the Titans and then the Titans end up also slipping up against it? Then they're the one and 16. I, I don't know, man. Texans have got the Bears in there. They've got, I think, the Panthers in there. They've got the Browns in there. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to beat those teams, but those are, in my opinion, winnable, more winnable games than like the Eagles, the Packers, the the Bills, all those games. The Eagles, I love how you mentioned the Eagles up there instead of the Bengals on the form. Bengals too, yeah. That's the thing is, Lock the, the, the Bengals, Titans, the Titans, am I going to fire off a hot take about the, the Bengals? The Titans have tonight? to play all the first place teams. The Texans have to play all the last place teams. Fair enough. All right. Oh, while I mentioned the Bengals, I want to I want to ask you all opinions on whatever fi- the fantasy situation is in in Cincinnati, because I saw I believe it was either today or yesterday that PFF put out their wide receiver rankings. They had Jamar Chase third, and then they had T Higgins at eighth, and then you know you've obviously got Joe Mixon in there. He's probably a top eightish running back as well. Yeah, I think ADP has he has T Higgins. ADP ST Higgins at like 12. I can't think of an offense that can support three top, what, eight to 10 options. I, I just, I can't, I can't think of one. And like some people like T Higgins and like maybe, maybe Jamar Chase does regress a little bit, but I, I can't see a world in which all three of them play to their That's ADP. why you wait and, and you draft just, Tyler Boyd. I can't. Or you just, P- PFF offensive thinks that Joe Burrow I is mean, Jesus Christ walking on play. Well, that is true because he has the highest in there. I believe he was the number one PFF uh, quarterback last year. But, like, I was, like, sitting there trying to think of all the offenses in the NFL that, like, okay, could this – and, I mean, you think of Tampa Bay. All the mouths you got to feed. They, they can support three, but – Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I mean, I know Chris Godwin's hurt, so right now his ADP and his ranking is a little bit lower than it should be. Also, I think Chris Godwin, you need to leave every draft you can with Chris Godwin. But those guys are never, like, A, none of them are top three. Never, never are they, nobody has them ranked in the top three like they have Jamar Chase. And I don't see Chris Godwin anywhere in anybody's top tens. And even Lenny's farther down than Joe Mixon. Like, I don't don't see any way in which... Those three all end up living up to it. Also, I think that the Bengals, you know what? Fuck it. Hot take time. Yeah, I think the Bengals was playoffs this year. They were they they were one of the they were one of the luckiest team. Not luckiest, but 
you know, I, I think ultimately the Super Bowl is always going to be who's who's the healthiest. Like among a group of like 12 teams, whoever stays the healthiest is probably going to be able to make it to the Super Bowl. And the Bengals stayed the healthiest pretty much all season. I mean, Joe Mixon routinely misses time. And I don't think he missed any time last year. If he did, it was very minuscule in games that didn't matter. Um, Jamar Chase didn't miss any time. T. Higgins barely missed time. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't miss any time. Their defense was healthy almost all season. Like and Jaden, the other, the, I, I can't see that happening. The, the other thing on the other end of the spectrum is who was the unhealthiest team in football last year? Probably the team in their Ravens. division, the Ravens. Which also, and, and that's the thing. Also in the AFC is if you don't win your division, it's going to be an absolute gauntlet for those three wild card spots because you got all the teams in the AFC West. Well. Unless, unless, unless you're the fifth seed, because if you're the fifth seed, you get the winner of the South. That is true. Granted, you'll then have to go to the number one seed, but you'll at least make it to the divisional round. Because, like, I mean, if let's say the Bills are the number one seed and the Chiefs win the the West and the Chargers are the fifth seed, like, I do not feel terrible about the Chargers going to Buffalo. Like, I mean, I don't. It, there are better things I could feel, but that's that's not like they're not going to be like ten point dogs or anything. So, it no matter what, the AFC is going to be a complete crapshoot. It's it's just going to be whoever stays healthy, and you, it's really hard to bet. Especially that in like the game. I mean, for Cincinnati's offensive line, I mean, we love the fact that they address it in the off season. But like, what if one of those guys gets hurt? What if Lyle Collins gets hurt? I mean, how much does that? I mean, they're almost back basically into the same position. I mean, they've got more depth at the offensive line this year, you know. But I mean, those starters couple of starters go down you're into the same crapshoot that you were last year you know yeah, yeah but i mean you, and you, i mean you, worse, you can also worse make yet. that argument for every team i mean i understand law of average how important year, is the offense like healthy last year you gotta have some. the offensive line is the most important thing to well, the Bengals. like yes my thing is the wide receiver room because everybody loves that top three but there are three receivers that aren't tyler boyd um, Jamar Chase and T Higgins are absolutely terrible. Like they, they might have the best one, two, three in the league, but they probably have the worst four five and six. Mm-hmm. So if one of those guys goes down, you're running out guys that you don't want ever playing on your football field. Stanley Morgan, Mike Thomas, not Michael Thomas, Mike Thomas and Trent Taylor. Like you don't ever want those guys seeing the field in any scenario. So if if you lose like if you lose Jamar Chase for a couple weeks on like a sprain a high ankle sprain or something like that, dude, they're going to be in yeah. trouble because you can't have those guys playing. Also, snaps. face a gauntlet of a schedule this year as well. I mean, finishing first in your division is mm-hmm. going to do that to you. Yeah, you're always going to get that. Whereas last year, I felt and like they feasted on a, a rather Jesse, easy schedule. Am I tripping? Did the Jesse Bates thing get resolved no. yet or no? I'm pretty sure it did. I don't it? believe no, so. No, it didn't. I I may or may not be talking out of my ass. I'm pretty sure it did not happen. He signed his franchise uh, tag a week ago, was, okay. yeah. so he's gonna play out of soon. Okay, so he's yeah, officially yeah, he... gave in on the franchise. Tag. We're gonna say anything. All right, well, that's two hot takes in the fucking books. Now it's time to drop mine. I was gonna say, Kane, yeah, it's dude, your I'm turn, fucking... pal. Now it's yeah, time I'm to ready, drop mine. Dude. I'm ready. I'm excited about this one because I do have some uh, some names, some stats Whoa, real, to support this. Real quick, 
Real quick, I'm going to have to find the prop for Jalen Rager to score a touchdown week two at Philly for the Vikings because I believe it's going to happen. Dude, after – How much of a slap in the face would that after be? After that DM exchange, I didn't even realize that that happened. When it, I just saw it today. <laughs> I was like, this shit's hilarious. He'll, he'll, get a punt ret- he'll get a punt return for a touchdown. He's going to be a whole found new – Well, what, what happens to guys like KJ Osborne, man? Like I thought he was gonna be a fucking. He's still, he's still gonna be the three. I thought he was gonna I was, be a dog. I was think like I texted you all about that. How much do you think Jalen Rager like absolutely hates Justin Jefferson's guts? But, like, because Jalen Rager was a bust. He was a first round bust. I don't really think there's any way around it. But that wouldn't have been amplified as much as it did if he wasn't passed on or oh, he yeah. wasn't taken one pick before like yep. the next best. Receiver and that'll in the be NFL. for the rest of his career, like or the rest of his life. And it's not even like it's not even anywhere near a fair comparison. It's not even a comparison. It's just and and this isn't this isn't to that extent, but it's also JJ Arcega Whiteside getting taken a pick a pick or two before DK Metcalf, and then Howie Roseman sending him to Seattle next to DK. It's the same exact yeah, just to get just to get cut as a tight end. It's wild. All right, I want to do my hot take. I'm gonna dive into it. I'm fucking ready. So yeah, go ahead. My first hot take is Carson Wentz, the Wentz Mr. Chief Commander himself, finishes. This is this is a Homer. This no is a Homer hot take shit, right here, I Sherlock. Can feel uh, but yeah, Carson Wentz will finish as a top ten quarterback this year, and here's why. And I'll say it for the five hundred seventy first time. Uh, in 2019, he was the first player in NFL history to record more than 4,000 passing yards with zero players on the roster, surpassing 500 receiving yards. That's pretty impressive, right? Always throw it out because that's pretty fucking cool. In 2021, his shit season, the worst season of his career, he was the worst quarterback ever by mile, according to everybody on the planet. He was 18th in yards. Okay, that's not too great. 10th in touchdowns. Okay, top 10 in touchdowns. Nice. Uh, guys. Name, you don't have to name the quarterbacks, you can try. How many quarterbacks had more interceptions than Carson Wentz last year with less than 600 pass attempts? Because Wentz had 560. How many quarter? How many quarterbacks had Jonathan Taylor in their backfield? No, I'm just saying, I'm saying like, no, I, that's why I threw in the pass attempts, dude. Quarterbacks with more interceptions with less than 600 pass attempts. So guys with decent running backs in the backfield that are robbing some of those pass attempts. Carson Wentz had 516. Okay, so I know that this offseason. No, answer my question. I haven't even gotten into my point on Carson Wentz yet. Don't even, uh, like, I want you to name the guy, uh, name how many people you think. I haven't even fucking said my three. Okay, three. No! I'm in the middle! Let me me say something! You piece of shit. I know that the timeline of this offseason is pretty crazy, right? But last offseason, the Colts sent a first-round pick to Philly. For Dude, you didn't even Carson let me Wentz. finish. Then, you, have you ever heard of a sunk cost fallacy where teams, you know, do kind of hesitate to let go of these things? With like, if the 49ers, if they fuck up Trey Lance, they're probably going to hold on to him for a while because they had three first-round picks. They traded away Carson Wentz without a backup plan. Matt Ryan came to Indy like a month later. Yes. You Sam haven't Ellinger even let me finish, bro. That was it. You're such a dickhead. Jeez. All right. Fuck this guy. Okay. Now that he's leaving, I can finally finish. But, okay. So, Jaden's guess was uh, seven, guys. 
Uh, Tyler's guest was three. I can't hear you. Uh, I think you're muted. But um, your guest is three guys, huh? There you go. Yeah, now you're good. Can you hear me? Good now. Yeah, three. I was saying I think it would have been a hot take if you said he finishes the quarterback as Washington or finishes the season as Washington's quarterback. That's really funny. Really funny. I mean, You're paying him thirty I, million dollars, bro. I just don't have faith in that. Okay, all right. Quarterbacks with more <laughs> interceptions. Quarterbacks with fun. more interceptions than Carson Wentz last year, with less than six hundred pass attempts. So you can't say like, oh, like it's because of the pass. Like he threw more, he threw less. Like you can't say that shit. Like Carson Wentz threw around the same number of pass attempts as these guys. These are all under six hundred. Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Matt Ryan, Jimmy G, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Tua, Davis Mills, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Quarterbacks with more interceptions with less than 600 passes. Wait, hold on. Oh, more interceptions. Okay, because I, I thought you were going to be, I thought it was going to be like a short list, and I was going to, we were going to be impressed with the short list. Okay, all right. So you think he was better? He threw less interceptions. Let's let's just with around the same pass attempt. So like we're let's trying to think. Everybody think wants to this. say that Carson Wentz just is like the idiotic quarterback that just throws interceptions like they're spewing out of his ass. That's not true, bro. I just listed almost twenty quarterbacks dude, dude, that had more interceptions. No, I don't disagree with you on that. I think it's the critical interceptions that he has, which is why he gets we're, his we're, reputation. We're gonna, list, we're gonna list quarterbacks here in a second. But the crazy part about the whole – did you see the interview with Scott Abraham where he, like, told him, like, Philly didn't want you, and he didn't want you, and it was, like, going viral? He was, like, our fucking local newscaster. For He worked for WBOC. Like, Evan, my little brother, saw him in Coles and, like, came up to him and was like, oh, my God, it's Scott Abraham. That's so crazy. Like, I, I, they were talking about that on PFF the other day. That's so wild. Anyway, all right. Carson Wentz is going to finish the top ten quarterback. He's going to need to finish higher than – Patrick Mahomes. Nah. What he's going to need to finish higher than one of these guys. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. I think he could better finish better than Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I doubt it. Lamar Jackson. I think he better finish Joe better Burrow. than Joe Burrow, possibly. Deshaun Watson's weird because, like, but we'll leave him off for the sake of leaving him off. Um, Josh That's Allen six. Keep her going. You got it. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Okay. Sure. If you. Do you think the Colts just traded Carson Wentz? I think Wentz they needed, they needed somebody to captain the ship over there. Carson Wentz wasn't that guy. We don't need a guy like that. Okay. Eight. Aaron Rodgers. Nine. Kirk Cousins, who's in a new offense with Kevin O'Connell. I 100% Kirk Cousins th think. There's Kirk like Cousins four guys there that I've already like. Um. Dak Prescott, we we're up to ten. Uh, Tom Brady, that's eleven. Lamar already said it. We got, I hit Lamar already. Um, Did you say yep. Kyler Murray, Derek Matt Carr. Stafford? And you know what? Fuck it, dude. Trey Lance. I heard something the other day from uh, the Pat McAfee show, and they had a beat reporter uh, from the Niners on, and they said he's pretty fucking confident that Kyle Shanahan really wanted to draft Mac Jones when they traded up. Like, that's what they planned on doing. But then the picture of him smoking the cigar came out in the locker room, and he dropped down the draft board because of how fat he looked in the picture. 
I I personally think that they no, they did. Into That's what they had. All the they traded up. They I do think I I believe you. I I do think that they wanted Mac Jones because he fits everything. He's everything that Jimmy G was, but he does it a little bit better. The problem with that is when you trade three first round picks, you better go get a ceiling raiser. Like that's that's kind of what it is now. Like that's what you see these teams doing. They're buying in to go get that quarterback, whether it be in the draft, whether it be in the offseason. You can't trade three first round picks for a guy like Mac Jones, who's never going to give you more than top. I'm going to throw this out there and I want to oh. hear what you guys have to say oh. about this. I know where Kane's going to stand on this, but I'm going to ask it to both, both of you. Who has a better season? Carson Wentz. Zach Wilson. Carson Wentz. I mean, uh, I shouldn't even say anything. Sorry. I don't know. All right. I All like right. really like Zach Wilson, but then I'm like, All right. now. Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Carson Wentz. It's close, though. I really like Lawrence this year. Trevor. So you think Lawrence is near a top 10 quarterback? Yeah. Okay. I want to hear your quarterback ranking, sir, because if both Carson Wentz okay. and Trevor Lawrence are right. like pushing the top yeah. 10, then somebody... Well, okay, all right, really all right, all right, all right. You know, the there's these things that happen called injuries. You know, people don't play because of them. They get discluded from a list because of it. You know, it happens every once in a while. That happens. But um, wasn't that why Carson Wentz got kicked out of Philly? That's a fucking... Mis- do I mis- I'll give you this. It's something? a hot take. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, it. Oh, no, it's a hot take. I think it's a hot take that Kenny Pickett wins MVP this year. <laughs> All right, that's yeah, like, you're that's not even in this. Not. Like, you're inside of the sun on that. <laughs> you're inside of the oven Thank you. at 450. All right, I got like one that's hot hotter take. than ready? <laughs> okay, go ahead, Tyler. Another hot take. This guy, I think, is going to be a top five receiver. And as far as fantasy points are concerned, so that's combining touchdowns and yards, top five receiver, Cortland Sutton. I like it. I think this guy is going to explode. And I've tried to buy myself into the Jerry Judy camp, you know, with who, which receiver is going to be better. And I cannot get away from Cortland Sutton. His frame, who he was with these shit quarterbacks and him still producing when he was healthy. I know he has had has had the injury bug, but who he, what he was doing when he was healthy was still remarkable with the quarterbacks that he had. Now you give him a guy like Russell Wilson. You guys know me. I'm the biggest Russell Wilson hater ever. I do not think Russell Wilson is that good. Ever. I, I, I could see him being outside a top 15 quarterback this year, but I still think Cortland Sutton's going to be able to put up big time numbers <laughs> in, in some of these games. And absolutely. I think he's, I think he's almost a slam dunk for top 10. And I, I my hot take is that he's going to be top five. I like it, dude. I have no idea you why. You fucking but I hate Corlin Sutton too. You fucking hate what him. It is. What did he do? Did he hurt your family? I, I do. Did he I take? Do. I've hated him like, for years. What happened, I think bro? That, like I think, I think that might have been oh, one of yeah. like our first like in not not inside jokes, but like as far as on the podcast goes, that was like one of the first things where like because him being a pro bowler, this player, I just can't like buy he's the a pro bowler. He's a former pro bowler. Went up for a thousand yards. You just didn't want to hear it. You didn't want to. I I don't. <laughs> Okay, care. shoot. Why? I I don't know. Dude, just something about like last year. I can't. Did he play? No, he didn't. I know play. he missed a little bit of time. He didn't play last year. Look on the old. Uh... He might he as well not, not have because uh, he didn't the play. He, made. he 
was injured. He didn't. He, he, he got he hurt played, like week yeah, two, bro. He tore his ACL. He, he played no, he he started did not. 16 games last no year. Way. That's not true, bro. I'm looking at it right now. He played Roland 17 starts ACL game, last so he must year, have, like, he left one had, game. The year okay. before, the year before, bro, he also had a wide back. receiver playing quarterback for like two or three games. One of the games, the wide receiver no, didn't no, even was, complete a that pass. Was in, that was in 2020. Right, that was in 2020 Dude. when he was hurt. No, he was he was he had, hurt. He had Teddy Bridgewater all last year. No, bro. Until Drew Lock came in, and look, I don't expect him to put up like crazy numbers with those guys. But 58 catches for 700 yards and two touchdowns, like. As the num as the oh clear cut number one option, I'm gonna need something more than that for me to be like, oh yeah, I'm ready to buy into this guy's top five receiver. I just I can't. I can't. You're right. There are guys that put up numbers with worse quarterback play. There's not too many guys that have worse quarterback play. There are some. Michael Pittman. Hello. Damn, bro. Um, what the fuck? That's Mandela <laughs> effect, dude. I swear to God, I didn't think Sutton played last year, bro. What the fuck? I'm looking at the stats. He played 16 games last year. You're right. What? I still, I, I, I'm still gonna stand by it because I think that this upgrading quarterback is he's the type of player that's really gonna benefit. Is, yeah, because because he's the receiver that Russell Wilson loves. Right, and that's the other thing. Yeah, they've been working together. I think Judy might be the more talented one, but I think he might be. I think Judy's gonna end up being the odd man out too. And I'm, I'm not like going nuts over the KJ Hamler thing, but like he does kind of fit the locket. He tore his ACL. And, yeah, he. Mm, I think he tore his right. ACL like two years in a row. But and then Maybe that's, yeah, I do think though, like all the people that bought in on Judy did kind of get saved by the Tim Patrick in, injury yeah. because now I think his ADP is about right. Like him being drafted in like the fifties and sixties, that's about right now with Tim Patrick being hurt. Same thing with Sutton being drafted in like the forties to fifties. Like that's probably right now with no Tim Patrick. But when Tim Patrick was. Planning on being healthy, I just I couldn't see it with Sutton. Maybe maybe that's it's just not in my head that Tim Patrick's not going to be there this year. Fair enough, but I don't, I don't know, dude. I can't I can't. That's I'm why they're, the crazy that's thing why is they're hot takes. Sutton, yeah. yeah, and I like I had Sutton in fantasy last year. He had like a thirty point performance for me in week five, and I sent him off. And I was so glad I did. That. He had like one hundred and fifty yards in that game. He only had 750 yards on the season, which means he had 600 yards over 15 games. I can't that believe stinks. he didn't. I can't believe he actually played last year. I'm still like. It's really? because he was such a non-factor. Nobody even fucking realized he was playing. Yeah. No, I guess so. All right. Now he's got a quarterback. Yeah, and he's so. going to be top five wide receiver. Uh, Jaden, hot take, man. Hit me with it. Uh, I can go ahead if you want to brew something up real I'm quick. Try- I'm trying to. I've got two that I want to fire off. I don't know which one. I'll... You know what? Let's do this. New England wins four games in Bill Belichick. Oh, I like that. Ooh, I, I like that. that. That's awesome, dude. I fucking hate the Patriots this year, dude. They are going Which to be so terrible. Bad. Their defense has no talent on it. Their offense has no talent on it. I just, I, I, listen, I get that Bill Belichick's there and everybody wants to give them the benefit of the doubt. And rightfully so, because last year, did were we expecting 10 11 wins out of them in a playoff berth? Probably not, but they did it. But they got worse in a division that only got better by every team. Like yep. Miami made just as many improvements as anybody. Same thing with Buffalo. And the Jets just got a bunch of young guys coming in there. I don't see it. And have they figured out the fucking offensive coordinator yeah. thing yet? Is it Matt Patricia? Supposedly. Is that what he's is the that play really caller. what we're doing? Are, 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 we, are we serious? Yeah, I mean that's that, that's what I've heard. I, I I haven't. I mean, there's been no 
um, commitment to anybody, really. I mean, that's that's what I've heard. Like, rumor is. I know Bill's a psychopath, but you've got to, you know, kind of take a step back here and think about what you're doing. It's like that scene from Moneyball I, where I it's can't like, see a scenario these are the kind of decisions they... that get you fired. <laughs> like, I love that. I love that scene. Yeah. Like, I... I, can't I don't know if I have a scenario in which they score enough points to win a given I game. I don't know if I ever thought of a scenario where Bill Belichick would retire before Brady. Does he though? Maybe they just go out together at the end of the year. Brady gets traded to New England midseason. Oh my god. There's crazy. there's there's your hot take. There's your Jesus hot take. Grace. Boom. That's that's a Hades take right there. <laughs> that changes the world. That's a world shaker right there. But um, I like that. I mean, the it's not looking good over there. And I, Mac Jones played really well this year. But do we really think that Mac Jones is all that? Like, I mean, I've been hyping him up so much, and Tyler loves Mac Jones. But I do like Mac Jones. But I don't in in the. I think it's poopy. I like Mac Jones, but I don't like him. In I I just think this offense is it's stale. Like it needs something. I'd love him in San Francisco. Mm. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just there's Not nothing here. for him to work with. Like he's got Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and then you've got he might not have Damian Harris. Yeah, I know. And then you've got freaking Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers as your one and two. Your tight ends, Hunter Henry's solid, but I mean Kendrick Bourne's kind of a and, dog and at times. Kendrick Bourne. I mean, if that's what you're resting your morals on. You got problems. Hundred percent. Johnu Smith, apparently he's balling out in camp. I like him a lot. I liked him when he was coming out of Tennessee. He didn't do jack shit last year. I know you guys remember that they signed both Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's going to be Gronk Aaron Hernandez part two. And it's like, no, that's not how that worked out at all. Nope. And I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I and I was a big, I was a big Johnu believer in fantasy. Big apparently, Johnu there's some. Believer. They're saying because they're trying more. They're changing their whole scheme or some shit. Like they're trying to move towards more, like <laughs> you know, because they've got yeah, a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, they're trying the to move plays. more towards like a a Shanahan style offense, and it's like with the like the movement behind the ball. Like I'm like, dude, <laughs> do not try that. Like Jesus Christ. Like first year as the play caller. Yeah, first year as the play caller. Matt Patricia well. comes in and he's like, all right, we're doing this shit completely different. Creates yeah, his bro. own Shanahan With fucking scheme. crayon. Like, Jesus Christ. There's, real quick, in this Penn State-Purdue game, it's, Purdue's got fourth and five with 13 seconds left, down four. College football, baby. All right. They're at, like, the 50. I will go ahead uh, with my next hot take. I'm not going to read off the, all of the ones that uh, I read off earlier, so the, I guess some of them will just stay secret. But uh, Lions win 12 games this year, man. It's one of my hot takes. Dude, I I don't know. Like, I tend to fall in love wow. with the hard knocks teams. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody does. Like, especially like, I wonder if every team had hard knocks. Like, how many bets do you think would fly oh. in just oh daily on whoever's like? I'd love to see the, a study on like, like for fan- the, even fantasy, like the guys that drafted that year. Like yeah. compared to where lines or whatever team it is that year are usually drafted. Like, I've all I've heard, all I've heard on fantasy stuff on DeAndre Swift is like how he told Deucey how he wants to have a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards. I can't imagine what that did for his ADP because he just got their own HBO. Like they 
they yeah. just get the show. Besides, yeah, like, like the big thing with DeAndre was like that everybody's been asking. It's like he has the talent. It's like, but does he have that dog mentality? Like, is he that? Can can you be that guy that runs the runs over control. people and just absolutely, you know, becomes one of the best running backs in the game? Because mm-hmm. I think it's a big confidence thing with him right now with Swift. Yeah. Um. But but and I you got the line to you've got the line to yeah. do it for sure. I will say this. And the quarterback to do it as well. I also think that it, it's not gonna show in stats, but the last five to six weeks of the season, I think they're gonna have the best rookie receiver in Jamison Williams. Nice. Hey man, this is my this is my turn for hot takes. You're throwing in your own fucking hot takes. Come on. Well, like I'm agreeing yeah, with like true. if they're gonna go if they're gonna get twelve wins, like those are the things that have to true. happen. hundred percent true. I and I think it's just going to be weird implementing him into that offense because you need Jameis. Like, there's no player on the team like that right now where you have, like, a lesser type of burner player where you just plug Jameis and Williams into that spot and he just does it at a higher level. Like, they don't have that right now. So you kind of have to change your scheme to start involving Jameis and Williams but again midseason. I think they might They have a guy that's up. kind of a but streaker, That's though. why I think picking They have Jameis a guy that's kind of like that Jameis and Williams kind of build and DJ Chark. You know, so like maybe Jameson. Yeah, but DJ Chark's yeah. like six four, so like you you do use him a little differently. Like you're not most of the time DJ Chark's catching the ball over his head. Like James Williams is catching the ball. Yeah, because in a bucket. He, I mean, ninety five percent of the they time. Talked about him having like Tyree Kill type speed. Maybe not like to that extent. But... Oh no, he's like fucking fast. He's really good, and he he uses his feet really well yeah. too. And that's why I think like James Williams is a really interesting pick because Detroit. I know that we're. I know that Kane hasn't won in twelve games, but I probably see them picking in the top five, and Bryce Young might be an option for them. And if you could pair Bryce Young and Jameis Williams back up, yeah, could be. All right, here's my case for my quick case for the Lions. Um, Outside of Jameis Williams, they do have some dogs on the receiving side. I mean, you just mentioned DeAndre Swift's looking to go for a thousand yards this year at the running back position, so you gotta love to hear that. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Um, huge, huge, great draft uh, draft pick when they draft. He's out of Iowa, another Iowa tight end. He's a dog. Um, I hopes for him. And then you got DJ Chark. Just you're doing like you're doing the you're doing like the TikTok the tick I don't know how to say that the TikTok thing where it's like this guy he's dog. <laughs> this guy dog this guy he's a dog. I didn't even know he was doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've seen that it's like so it's like a high school practice field and he's like it's like the, the local TV yeah. station he's like oh. He's a dog. In the weight room, he's a dog. (laughs) But, yeah, that's basically what I'm doing right now. They got a bunch of dogs in Detroit. Um, DJ Chark paid him. He's going to be good. Um, Follow the money. I always say that, you know. And he has, I mean, he was really good when he was with Jacksonville. And who was his quarterback at at the time when he had his breakout season? I forget. Might have been Foles. Might have been. Gardner. Oh, you're right. And it might have been Gardner. Yeah. But, he might have been right. I mean, yeah. DJ Chark, very talented, very talented, and we saw a lot out of Amon Ra last year. And I think this defense is going to take a huge turn. Um, they see yeah. that's that's my problem. That's where because like I would be so much more confident in this offense if they had a great defense to back it up. But man, like I I do think that Jeff Okuda in the preseason, from what I I did watch a little bit because I heard that he was playing really well. He a lot more like what we thought he was going to be coming out of Ohio State. He's looked really good so far. I mean, I think he was starting to make a couple strides last year, and then he tore his Achilles. Um, but there's just 
not a whole lot to be excited about on the defensive side. I mean, it's Jeff Okuda and Aiden Hutchinson are probably also the two best like I mean, players. like who's the really who's their linebacker? It starts with an A. He had a decent season. And Anzalone. Anzalone. Yeah, he had a decent season last yeah, year. But you pair him up with uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, who they drafted in the draft this year. I was about to say a hard knock yeah, selection dude. to Malcolm, Malcolm Rodriguez. And I remember watching him in the game against uh, Notre Dame, the bowl game. Like, I was like, this dude yeah. fucking loves football. Like, he was the classic Bosworth type of, like, linebacker. Like He's Luke Keekley. Yeah, like he is the prim- primo <laughs> He's Luke Keekley. <laughs> he's the. <laughs> he's. I mean, he's he's that type of yeah, player. Yeah. No. Like he. He's your he's your he's your Ray Lewis, your your typical middle linebacker, Darius Slater, yes, leader like type of guy. Loves football. Is gonna work hard as fuck. Like, and I think he's gonna bring great things to the defense alongside with basically brand new Jeff Okuda, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, <laughs> first overall draft pick. So I think this the end. These guys love playing for Dan Campbell, you know? So, like, this defense is going to win some games that they shouldn't, and they've only improved upon the defense. And also, last thing, let's run through the schedule real quick for the Lions because I think this paints a little bit of a better picture. Uh, Week one, they play the Eagles. Week two, they play the Commanders. Week three, they play the Vikings. Four Seahawks at the Patriots. Then they got a bye. At the Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers, at the Bears, at the Giants, Bills, Jags, Vikings, at the Jets, at the Panthers, Bears, at the Packers. Like, that seems like a fucking cakewalk. Like eight, nine wins there. Yeah, that's a fucking cakewalk if I've ever seen one. What do you think, Jaden? I mean, yeah, the schedule is not – it's just like that – like I said, that defense, man, I, I just don't think it's going to be good enough to win with the limited firepower they have on offense. Like, the weapons are great, but I just don't know. Obviously, Jared Goff probably not going to be the guy there. Well, I mean, he, he's got number one overall pick talent. Like, there was clearly something there, and I'm, I'm rooting for him. I like the guy, but I just – I don't know if he's got it. I wouldn't be surprised if they win, like, seven games. But to say that they're going to win 12 games in the same division as Green Bay, in the same division as Minnesota, I mean, I, I think that's four losses for them right No, Minnesota yeah. Minnesota will screw mm-hmm. at least one yeah, of those games. On. But still. Put some respect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little bit of respect on Minnesota. Come on. Oh, jeez. We know who we're talking about here, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, don't disrespect me like that. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. 12, 12 is also 12 is a lot to get to, dude. Not many teams. Also, win well, games I mean, in the NFC, dude, this year, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty easy stream to twelve games. Yeah, but, but I mean, even last year, I think who, the Lions who won twelve oh, games last. The Lions have the chance to be this Bay. year's Titans. How about that? The Rams. The Rams were Bucks, like eleven. Bucks, Bucks did. Let's Bucks see. Did. Yeah. I, I was I was about to say, I'm pretty sure. Tampa I'm also it. not as much of a Jared Goff hater as everybody uh, else. Um, he's played at a very high level before. And Dallas, the Rams did too. I I also four teams won twelve games. I also think that their line has really shaped up over the past. Oh yeah, year too. Like it's it's. Oh yeah, up. their line is really good. I mean, did probably you, a top eight ish, if not top five. Line. Did you know the Lions spent the most on the offensive side of the ball? Like they have the most money spent on the offense offensive side of the ball at any team. Well, they got forty million invested in Jared Goff, so that that hurts. Alters the number a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, I think if he can win you twelve games, yeah. though, I mean, fuck yeah, man, probably doesn't hurt that yeah, bad. If he can win you twelve games. Yeah. All right, I got the Lions at twelve I games. Yeah, that's my hot take. How about we each want to run uh, one more hot take? I was about to say that? I got one more. I got one I was more. Say, whose hey, turn Tyler's. is it? We'll, um, run, we'll run Tyler. Jaden, you'll drop yours. And I'll drop mine, and we'll uh, call it a night. Plan. All right, my final hot take, and this is I've got two, and they're kind of combined, but I'm gonna go with the one that I, I like the most, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles will be in the NFC Championship game. Ooh, I like that. I think that this team like that is built from top to bottom. How you want to build a team? The offensive line is pretty solid still. The defense is pretty fucking good up front, and and even in the secondary as well. The middle level is, is solid. It's not the best in football, but it's it's still it's still solid. You add in a guy like AJ Brown to partner with Devontae Smith. You still got Dallas Goddard there. Jalen Hurts, it's a make or break year. And I think all this hype and in in fantasy perspective, you know, Hurts is still going as like a top eight quarterback, but he's not viewed that in the league in the league sense. I think he is how people are talking about Trey Lance. I think they're forgetting about Jalen Hurts a lot and what this guy can bring to the table. And I don't think he has as good of an arm as Trey Lance, but I do think that I think, I think he's a better runner. I think he has more experience, more vision, obviously than Trey Lance. And I think that that's going to bode well for him this year. Also, I mean, no offense, Kane, but they get the commanders and the giants for four of their games. It's pretty good. It's true. You get the Carson Wentz twice a year. And, and the NFC is um, wide open. That's the other thing. Yeah, I, I love that. The only thing with her, I just yeah, me too. I, I I do think that he he's improved every year of his career since he was like at Alabama, like yep. from Alabama to Oklahoma to Oklahoma to the NFL. Like he has literally made visible improvements every single year of his career this year. But is it enough? Because like I've talked about also Marcus May, Saint safety, got arrested for aggravated assault this morning, one day after they trade their Nickel corner who can't play wow. safety in Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That is hilarious. Um, All of a sudden, that Saints, that top ranked Saints D yeah. by a lot of people is, yeah. And, and once again, this is this is why I like the Eagles in this spot because how many teams are we seeing with like these negative little trends going downward? Like Packers receiving core, Matt Stafford's elbow, Brady with mm. his line, and they Cowboys with what they also. Do. You do they have to kind of sift through the bullshit. You do have to kind of sift through the bullshit in the preseason. Like a lot of this stuff. Like you you're, remember when Jamar right. Chase couldn't catch you're a right. ball with stri- uh, not stripes on it? Yeah, that right. really but my well. thing is this: what the, all those teams are, you know, slowly they're, they're little notches, but they are negative notches. Have the Eagles had any negative notches against them this off season? Nope. I don't think so. Jalen Rager's <laughs> gone. That's addition Jaylen by Rager's subtraction. In Minnesota. That's some cost. That's coming from a Vikings. <laughs> Miles, the running, the running, running back situation. Sure. I, I, I do think the running back, I know that Jalen Hurts has a run game multiplier that can add a value to them, but their running back room is a, like, eight shitters. Like, they all suck. <sighs> and I would feel much better, like, if one of them, like, if Trey Sermon be, is, like, what he was drafted as, then I would feel great about that. But... You don't feel confident ever in the passing game, and the running backs also don't give you a big vote of confidence either. I love everything that they've done. They they're like Howie Roseman from like 
up until like 2019, like one of the best GMs. And then he took that two year where he just it. like acted like he had like it, it literally didn't need the team anymore. The end. Don't hang out now. There we okay. go. Yeah, you're good. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and then now he's right back to being like one of the best GMs in the NFL. He's hitting every part of like he's hitting these market deficiencies of like, you know, guys that don't want to get paid by their respective teams and AJ Brown, Chauncey Gardner, Johnson. I mean, No, hundred percent. Dang, he was he was doing so well for. But yeah, I mean, I can't I can't argue with what he's saying, man. It makes a lot of sense. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's you know the the other hot take that I was debating between was two of these three teams will make the NFC Championship: the Eagles, Vikings, and 49ers. I have one of those teams playing in the Super Bowl. I don't know which one yet, but one of those three teams. And obviously, I'm biased. But I, I I love Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. I'm falling deeply in love with this head dog. right now. Got that dog. But it's it's bad. It's bad because I should be cautiously optimistic. But I'm, I'm Kevin O'Connell is going to show Kirk Cousins. I think he might take him to the next step, dude. Because Kevin O'Connell, former quarterback himself, like I think maybe that's exactly where Kirk needs. But yeah, two years ago, I mean, they were in the NFC divisional round. I mean, I'm not saying that that's. The Super Bowl, but all they had to do was win one more game, and they were in the NFC Championship. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. The, the The defense has still got some holes um, on the Vikings, but I love the 49ers, I love the Vikings, and I love the Eagles. Those three teams right now in the NFC, one of them is going to be playing for the Super Bowl. Sweet. All right, Jaden, you back with us, my brother. Oh, all right. I will go ahead and uh, rip off my hot take then to wrap up the night. Uh, oh, shit. I think we got him back. What's up, man? He looks so cute in his Dodgers hat. <laughs> Nothing. All right, man. Oh, there he is. Oh, he can't hear anything. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, while he's trying to figure out his uh, side of things, I'll go ahead and uh, list off my final hot take. And that is probably my favorite. As I'm picking through the options here, this is probably my favorite one. But uh, Trevor Lawrence. Outplays Justin Herbert's rookie year. I love Justin, or <laughs> I love Trevor Lawrence this year. Like, I think, I mean, when this guy was coming out, this was a Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, like, type of prospect. There was no debate about that. Like, he was A1 quarterback prospect and had been for years prior to that. Like, this was going to be somebody's franchise savior. And he's drafted by the Jags. And Urban Meyer's the fucking head coach. And he basically derails his entire first season. I mean, you could basically, in my opinion, you could throw away that first season entirely. Because once Urban Meyer left town, Trevor Lawrence looked like a completely new quarterback. He fe- I felt like he was finally starting to play his rookie season once Urban Meyer left. Like, he was finally starting to, like, figure things out. You know, like, try things, make mistakes, and actually improve upon them. Like, in, against the Colts in the last game of the year, he looked fantastic you know so now you have dougie p coming in who does have success with in history with guys like carson wentz you know Uh uh-huh but um i yeah i think trevor lawrence i mean justin herbert was not the trevor lawrence type of prospect coming out and he put up insane rookie numbers four thousand yards 31 tuds and 10 interceptions which i think trevor lawrence beats out this year also Christian Kirk, I like. I 
they're doing something to improve the roster. And I feel like they're kind of diving in towards the winning ways now. And I mean, they did pay Christian Kirk a whole fucking ton of money to be the wide receiver one. So he's obviously going to, yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it pretty questionably. I can't argue with that, but I, I mean, who else is he going to throw the ball to Marvin Jones? I mean, he's barely walking, you know, I think Christian Kirk and then they signed Evan Ingram. Like, I mean, they're Zay Jones, (laughs) Zay Jones, like they're, they're going about like they're trying to win, you know. So like Trevor Lawrence is just gonna go up. Everything's looking pointing in the right direction for him. So my hot take is that he outplays Justin Herbert's historic rookie year. What do you guys think? Me now. Yeah. It's all man. Okay. I I like Trevor Lawrence this year. I, I really do. And I hope that he succeeds because I, I think he's a really good player and I don't want to see like while We've praised Indianapolis over like the last two or three years for like being a good front office. They were not a good front office to Andrew Luck. And that's why he retired because they couldn't get him the offensive line help. They couldn't really get him any kind of help for a little bit there. Um, and I hope that Jacksonville doesn't do the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. However, it is Jacksonville and it is Trent Baalke. And we've seen it already. While Trayvon Walker, gotta say, man, it's looked pretty damn good in the preseason. So. Maybe he knows something we don't because he, he did look kind of good. Um, but my hot take is that Mike McCarthy does not make it to the end of the season. I think Ooh. that I think that Jerry is hot, t- real hot take here. Jerry Jones is getting up there in age um, and he wants to win a Super Bowl before he uh, kicks the bucket. So he's not going to continue to waste time with the Mike McCarthy's of the world. Maybe he'll go hire a real coach instead of a puppet. Um you mean Sean Payton? And and go go ahead and wait. Let them lose two games out of the first four, dude. That's gonna be all that anyone talks about for like all for the time. Real. Oh, real quick, real quick. I wanted to ask this: Where are we at on the Lamar contract situation? What do we what do we think is gonna end up happening there? They've gave he's given a strict deadline of September 11th, week one. As soon as week one starts. He doesn't want to negotiate anymore. Baltimore's been known to get deals done during the season. They did it with Marlon. They did it with Mark Andrews. They did it with Ronnie Stanley. Um, I mean, what do we think is going to happen there? I don't think he stays. I mean, you got to. I mean, you got to think that they're going to keep him there, but only so much. I, mean, I said it a couple months ago with Miami. And if he doesn't get a deal done in the next week and a half, he's going to go to the. He's going to go all off season. He's going to play. I think his options like twenty three million. So he's going to get his money this year, and then after that, it comes franchise tag time. And then when it's franchise tag time, the the leverage starts shifting back towards the player, and it's like a weird perfect storm here because they're the um the owner. Why why can't EDC the Costa? Um, he said that they try and you know do what's in the best interest um, from the owner. And the one owner that spoke up and said something about the Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed deal was Steve Bashotti. And he said that that shouldn't have, you know, that shit shouldn't fly. That shouldn't be allowed. Um, so he clearly Wah. found proof of this fully Wah. guaranteed contract deal. Quarterbacks are getting paid too much money, and I don't have enough for an elite quarterback. Uh, he's gonna have to play somewhere else where they actually have money. That's so bad. Wiping my tears, wiping my tears with money. Yeah. Um, but oh. yeah, 
I, I, I just think this is very fascinating situation because Baltimore is generally a very smart franchise and Lamar is not exactly a safe pick. And another, another even crazier thing is since Lamar represents himself, all the stuff that, um, front offices will tell like an agent in these contract negotiations where it's like, well, and the thing is like, you know, you're not a pocket, you're not, you aren't a traditional pocket passer or you, you can't make this throw. And they tell that to the agents. Usually they're telling that to Lamar Jackson. They're telling that to Lamar Jackson's mom and his advisor. Like he, he's hearing this now. So not only are they saying, oh yeah, we, we don't really want to, it's like in baseball where like they go to arbitration and now the teams get to tell the players like, oh, you aren't worth this amount of money. So that he has to hear that, and now not only a nice simple, pay him, but now they're like nice simple they're, explanation they're, for arbitration. But I do think that we're we're kind of at the point where go baseball. <laughs> you might as well just let this ride out to the end of the year. I mean, I don't. I mean, in a week and a half, that's probably what's going to end up happening. They've signed a quarterback long term before, and it didn't really work out with Flacco. That's and you got to know that that's in the back of their mind. Um, and I'm not saying that because they're they're polar opposite quarterbacks uh, as far as their style of play, but at this point, I I just I you might as well just ride it out, see what he's got this year, yep. and if he puts up another MVP type season, you're almost forced to sign him. Well, if he puts up another MVP type season this year, I mean, is all hope lost for Baltimore at that point? I mean, they can't pay the price tag how it is now. And I think I think Russell Wilson getting a deal done today. That was totally normal, not fully guaranteed. I think that does help Baltimore in negotiations because be like, okay, you can now see Kyler Murray just got a deal. His wasn't fully guaranteed. Russell Wilson just got a deal. His wasn't fully guaranteed. The Deshaun Watson situation was an anomaly. That's not going to be the new normal. You just saw two quarterbacks of your talent level. Name like Kyler Murray is a very close comparison because he came out a year after you has a similar-ish play style where he didn't get the fully guaranteed deal either. So I don't I don't think that a fully guaranteed deal is coming. I know that Baltimore is way smarter of an organization than to offer that to begin with. Um I, it's just a matter of is that what Lamar like truly wants and needs to get a deal done. Sure. I mean it'll... do it for how much guarantee do you think he would do it for? I think it's going to be like got to be two Kyler's two seventy five. I think it's going to be Kyler's guarantee and a dollar. Like yeah, I agree. Just didn't he get Kyler got two fifty right? Something like that. So two yeah two fifty one. I think it was he's going to want to yeah. What was guaranteed like one sixty one seventy? I thought it was two fifty guaranteed, but maybe I'm just absolutely. No, because Deshaun's was two two. Kyler got two thirty. Total. With oh. 189 guaranteed. Okay. okay. So I can, yeah, I was going to say like 180, 180 to 200 is what I was expecting. Yeah. For Lamar Kyler, to, got, to want Kyler got 189.5. Lamar won 190. Yeah. No. I could see a 250. And he should not ask for any less than that. Like he should. Look at you. Yeah, bro. Oh. Yeah. Let's go, Dang. Lamar. I, I I hope you make as much fucking money as you deserve, bro. Like, especially like, I want him to get his money before he. Lamar. Like, I want to. I kind of want him to get his money before he. Like, I don't know. The keeps doing Lamar things and eventually tears his ACL. You know, like. Yeah, and I I was talking to uh I was talking to Caden or might have I don't know I was a Ravens fan, and I was saying because you saw he tweeted out like that 
tweeting back. You don't love Lamar. You don't love Lamar. (laughs) I know. I know Lamar is not the brightest human being, but if you are happy with the way negotiations are going, you don't leak out the details of said negotiations. This is unprecedented. You want that to come out. And you want to turn the public against the Ravens and say, what are it's you perfect. all doing? You, you need to sign this. It's unprecedented, dude. Like, a quarterback at this high of a level has never negotiated his contract before unless I'm tripping. So, like, this and is unprecedented. with the IQ as low as Lamar Jackson's. Mm, okay. Uh, if I were Lamar Jackson, I would be doing the same shit. I would be playing the whole fan base. You would be negotiating your own deal. No, I would. Well, I would not be doing that. But if I was negotiating my own contract, I would be trying to turn the fan base against Baltimore to try and leverage for me to get a very high amount of money. That's exactly what I would. Is it just like? Is it cliche to say that like? Because he has so much power on social media type, too. He's not that type of person. Like he's just not that cutthroat of a type of person, and I think I that's know, what and it, it comes does, down to. It does seem like that, and like he loves Baltimore, he loves the team, he loves the city, and it honestly does kind of feel like that. I can't envision him playing anywhere else, and I hate that. I hate Which that. Which is the same way with Brady, bro. Think that, that it was. A, I couldn't imagine Brady going anywhere no. else, dude. I don't know, man. Matt, I know it's you, bad you comparison. Okay, yeah, bad comparison. Like he's just but, like. He's such a nice guy, and he's just like he's he's not as cutthroat. He's not going to play the petty game where you're going to throw ignorance, the organization under the bus. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is absolute bliss. I mean, you've seen every interview the guy has ever done. Like, it's always been such a, a nice, compassionate, like loves the city, like you said. Gives everything back to Louisville as well. I know he's from Miami. And he gives a lot back there as well to his hometown. But yeah, I mean, he liked a picture of him in a Dolphins uniform. He's, he's not. It, it's unfortunate because the Ravens are an organization and, you know, the line, it's personal, it's it's business, not personal. I think it rings true with him where it's like if they decide to move on, it's not going to be because they don't like the guy. It's because it's strictly business. And as much as he wants to stay there, he's not going to do it for he's not going to do it for like 150 yeah. mil. Like, it's just not yeah, going to happen. Whether or not you can pay the quarterback, that's what it comes down to. man. And like I said, if he goes off. For another year, even like last year, you think the price goes up? Or if he puts a MVP caliber season, I mean, I don't think the Ravens have a chance. They'll franchise Sagamore, but I don't think they have a chance. I don't think they have the money to do it. They're they, they're not a huge market, you know. But obviously, the salary cap doesn't exist. I tried to make the whole argument with the Kyler or the Deshaun Watson deal came out. The Kyler Murray's just gonna feed yada yada. And I have egg on my face now, so yeah. But it's very interesting. We'll see how it plays out. And um, I, like I said, I I hope Lamar gets all the money in the world, man. I have no more grudges against Lamar. I will say this: I am excited for football, though. Like I'm excited for next week. I know we've talked about doing too, a too. Uh, a superlative episode and throwing out like our. You know our, our our preseason awards on what we think is going to happen. Obviously, we're going to give out predictions and stuff, and I can't wait to to start doing you know giving out predictions, breaking down games on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, it's it's going to be a back into the routine, man. And, uh, yeah. Can't wait. One week. Yeah, dude. One week. I mean, this is I treat this shit. Once we get in season, I treat this shit like a profession, and I can't. But it's the best job on planet. So I can't wait to fucking talk about it twice a week. Super pumped. But, but yeah, that does it for our uh, Hot Takes episode, man. So uh, we'll be out next week with our 
So like Tyler mentioned, our superlatives episode, make some predictions, uh, maybe throw some parlays together. I don't know. Maybe some week one parlays for you. Maybe. Might get crazy, you know? But we're fucking gear for it. Football is here and starting on Thursday. We're all hype about it. So with that, signing off for the first time in a while, all of us together, Tyler North, Jaden Kozak, Kane Schwartz. We'll catch you next week. Go football, man.